0: Welcome to the Gorkhein Schiller and Garden podcast series. Did you know that winnings from gambling are considered taxable income and need to be reported on your tax return for 2022? This may come as a surprise for many sports betting enthusiasts. And today we're joined by Matt Keeper, who's the Director of Tax Services at GSG, who will share everything you need to know about taxes and sports betting. And Matt, as always, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Sure thing. And let's start at a high level. If you don't mind, give us a high-level overview of sports betting and tax reporting. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a big event the past few years because now that it's more accessible to a lot of taxpayers, like for instance, the state of Maryland allowed online sports betting starting in, I think it was in November of 2022. And prior to that, we did have a few casinos where you could go bet and play some sports bets, but now that everybody can open up their phone and place a bet at any given time, it's just going to be an area where it's going to be more taxpayers that are going to be impacted by this. And I think a lot of people don't realize that there's some tax reporting aspects to it. So generally speaking, all income is reportable by taxpayers. So anytime you win on a bet, that is considered reportable income to a taxpayer. Now, the winning is defined as basically the amount that you won less your wager. So if I bet $10 and the payout's $110, my winning is $100 in that instance. And so that's the amount that would need to be reported. And so it really begins to become a problem. I'm personally, I bet on DraftKings Sportsbook and FanDuel. And it's easy to bet multiple transactions a day or, you know, throughout the week. And it's hard to keep track of all that. But the good news is that the FanDuel and Sports Look under your account history does give you some statements to help you with keeping track of your winnings and the wagers. That's great. And the big question is can you deduct your gambling losses? You can. The 2017 tax cut. Act, that actually limited it to a lot of taxpayers because the way that the losses are deductible now is itemized deduction, a miscellaneous itemized deduction. It's not subject to the 2% AGI threshold. But the problem is the 2017 tax acts increased the standard deduction so substantially that there's just a lot more taxpayers that don't itemize their deductions anymore. So if you're claiming a standard deduction, you're not going to get the benefit for the gambling losses. Got it, got it. And I guess just overall, how can taxpayers best go about managing their taxes when it comes to gambling? I think the biggest important item to take care of is if you're a big time bettor, you want to keep a log of all your bets and winnings and almost like on a daily basis. That's one area that there it's a gray area with the irs is at what point can you net the winnings and losses so it's there's a little bit of clarity with certain types of gambling with slots the way it works is that session for the day so if i go gamble gant- start with a slot machine at the beginning of the day and stay there until the end of the day that's one session so whatever my wager was versus my winnings is what I would report for that session. So if I go another day and I start a session and end up losing 500 bucks that day, I can't net that directly against the other day that I had the winnings. And that's been clarified by the IRS. Other types of games like sports betting, they haven't really defined what's considered one transaction. So. It's possible that like if I bet $500 today and win $1,000 today and the next day I lose money, I can't net those together. And the problem is that the DraftKings and FanDuel transaction reports, they net all winnings and wagers together. So in theory, you potentially have to go through it and look at the different days that you place the bets. Wow. Sounds pretty complicated, which leads right into our next question. Perfectly. How can GSG help? Well, I mean, we can certainly have that discussion with the taxpayers. I think there's a lot of practicality that goes into this. Obviously, if you're not a big time better and and you ended up winning a hundred bucks for the year. And that's maybe from 10 to 15 transactions. And that's what the net report shows from DraftKings then that's probably the way to go. It's probably not worth the extra effort to dig into it further. But if you do have a scenario where you are a big time better, then it's definitely an area you want to look at a little closer. And then there's also the possibility if there's someone that potentially could be eligible to be considered a professional gambler. In that instance, it's treated as a trader business and you could potentially deduct expenses in addition to the wagers that you're placing on the bets. But that's clearly an area that gets highly audited. So there's a lot of logs and substantiation. You're definitely going to want to keep track of because that's a position you're going to take. All right, awesome. You know, Matt, as always, we appreciate your time. And anything else to add before we sign off? No, Not at the moment, but actually, sorry, sorry, one item. A lot of the services like DraftKings, when they first came into the state, they offer bonus bets where if you made a deposit, they gave you an equivalent amount of rebats. That bonus bet itself is not taxable to you. It's just if you had any winnings on those bonus bets, that's the part that would be taxable to you. All right, perfect. Well, this concludes this Gorefund Schiller and Garden podcast interview with Matt Tiefer, who's the director of tax services at GSG. And as you heard, he was kind enough to share his insights really about everything you need to know about taxes and sports betting. And Matt, as always, thanks for your time today. Yep. Thank you, Matt.